0: Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Angela Lewinsky, and this week I am joined with Brett Freeman.
1: Hey, everyone. Jonathan Lee. Hello, everybody. And Zach Katie.
0: Hello. Man, Brett, you went first. I just went down the list on uh, the Discord
1: to see what everyone's name.
2: I know. I well, know be first. it's a whole new game. It's a whole new, you it's know. It's a whole new It's new in the whole world. I should be first now, I guess, so. It's our new, new tradition. Game, new print. Exactly. Well, I mean, I was first, technically. Okay, so sure. <laughs>
0: uh, so we haven't recorded in a while. We had, you know, some time to really kind of absorb and really digest all the uh, notes and everything. Um, and, and we have opinions. Uh, so uh, I know there was a lot of a lot of people worried about everything that happened. I know some people are upset. Some people are excited, but um, we'll go into it in a a bit about everything. So it's best just to jump right in. Um, So, uh, I mean, if you haven't heard any of the other podcasts or anything uh, from anyone else, X-Wing basically is in a 3.0 state. I don't even know why they're calling it 2.5 at this point. they they changed around so much that this is just a new edition of the game. Like there's no uh, denying that. So uh, we're still waiting on tournament regulations. Uh, they should be out before Idepticon, but it looks like Dion actually has a, a copy of them. Uh, I'm understandable if he's running the event there. Um, but we'll we'll go into like we're not going to go through all the points or anything like that. But with the points being said. Uh, they basically stripped down all the points from, you know, being like 50 points to being five points. So that now each of the squads are now going to be 20 points and instead of 200. And the loadouts are on a whole different point scale. So each ship or each pilot, I really should say, is on a completely different scale where certain ships have... Uh, so, for example, Joy Recoff is who I am looking at right now. She's five points, but she can take eleven points worth of upgrades, and it doesn't look
3: like they tweaked the upgrades so much. Um, but you can take the upgrades for free. So why don't we?
0: Right. What? what you, how are you feeling about this? That they with with them changing the points and all this, to to this different standard.
2: So I was definitely not expecting this whole separate loadout thing. Um, and it's, it's very different than the X-Wing we're used to, where previously, uh, you know, the, the Maxim was always, uh, you know, an extra ship is always better than some upgrades. Um, and you, you kind of were trying to build the ships just as efficiently as necessary. Um, you know, any upgrade points you were spending were, they, they really needed to be worth their value. And now that's just not the situation we're in at all. Like now you can take, Luke Skywalker and normally you would run him either naked or, or pretty close to it. Now he gets twenty-eight points of upgrades, you know, just for free, basically. Like he's got Proton Torps on there. He's probably got uh, you know, some type of maybe regen or uh you know some droid that's gonna be helping him, a hull upgrade, a shield upgrade, like the the whole you know, works. There is there is no such thing as budget luke anymore. There is now just baller luke. Um, and that's the case for everyone. And it was, uh, very unexpected, but I can't say it's not welcome. Uh, these upgrades are fun. It's really cool to, to no longer just skip over, you know, half of the card pool because they're just not up to, you know, tournament, uh, competition points like here. Okay. Whatever. My, my last five points maybe are not the most efficiently used, but they're kind of cool. Like that's fine. They're, they're just loadout points. They don't, impact anything. Like, I wasn't going to get a discount on it by saving those loadout points and not using them. So, I'm excited for the card pool um, that is being opened up now, and the fact that we're encouraged to take these these different upgrades. And I'm excited for what it could mean in the future, where there's a, uh, you know, a real possibility that we get another Luke card now, that has a loadout of zero and maybe, you know, costs a point or two less. And then we get to to really have a lot of diverse squad building options. Um, I mean, this is just the start of of 2.5. Like, there, there's a lot that they can do with this, and I think that they gave it some really good bones.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because it's like, I think they kind of hinted to this where they were kind of like, uh, talking about, like, the first to 20 and everything like that, where each 10 points is, uh, you know, going to be basically a point. And, and I don't think many people saw this coming, uh, if anyone. Um, I'm, I'm sure the playtesters did, but uh, we were all sitting here scrambling to be like, oh, we're going to have to bring so many copies of extra munitions or uh, stuff like that. Um, or delayed fuses. <laughs> extra munitions isn't even here, is it? <laughs> um... That it's one point and stuff like that. And it kind of like basically threw everybody off um, when it came to squad building. Um, but I think at the same time, uh, yeah, the, the, what you're talking about with budget things, um, I, I've been running Scum Han for a little bit. And he, I ran him really kind of tight. And it's kind of like now he's like, I have to take him at basically 70 points or seven points um, because. that's what they give him at. Granted, I can bring 24 points of upgrades, but it's something that it changes a lot of my list building because I tried to bring him at maybe like, I don't know, 50, 60 points, as opposed to 70 points that they're forcing me to bring him at now. Um, With that being said, it opens up a lot of other things uh, that you might not have ever kind of looked at before so i mean like for example I, and granted i know i'm probably being um f- showing my favoritism to a scum but it's like joy reckoff is like a steal now that she's five kinds of upgrades that like it's like okay whatever i'm just going to bring that uh torpedo and her for no matter what and she's basically like a budget wedge like it's so good but I, I also, when I'm looking at this, I almost feel like there's some squads that are just superior. Like, I feel like five people in within, like, the first couple of hours figured out this, like, super scum squad that it, it's just good. And, I mean, you can tweak things here and there, but I, at the taste like, at the, you know, the meat of it, it is it is the same squad. And, and it's that has me a little bit worried. Um, we don't have to get into, like, scenarios at the moment because I feel like a lot of these are, are going to be um, very universal in a lot of these scenarios, but um, that, like I said, that that is a big worry of mine. That, there's just going to be certain squads that are obviously going to reign supreme.
3: Well,
1: I think
0: That's my was... first uh, intuition.
1: Well, I think there would always be, like, a top squad that would evolve in the meta, but um I guess my thoughts, uh, I think it's interesting because I think previous squad building was always kind of subtractive, where you're trying to cut and cut and cut to squeeze in what you want. But now it's more, in a way, additive, as in you put in your ships and then you're, you're building up to the number rather than cutting down, if you know what I mean. Like you're building up to that loadout. So if like Luke has like what like 28 loadout, out, you're like, all right, what else can I add? What else can I add? What else can I add? And you're trying to push all the way up to the top, rather than cut your way down to 200, if or to however big you want your bid to be.
2: Which is fun, um, right? Like it's yeah, it's yeah. it's like when uh you know like you your parents like give you or gave you money to like go to the movies and like you weren't the one making the money, so it's like whatever, I'll spend it all. <laughs>
1: it's kind of like yeah you have to spend it all there's no incentive to save so you want to spend every penny uh, so that's great and not a judgment here but it's sort of a change in design philosophy cuz i remember in when 2.0 first came out they talked about like emphasizing upgrades which obviously changed over the course of 2.0 but at the very beginning of 2.0 there was like a uh, they tried to push more towards pilots and less towards upgrades
0: Right. And I think one of the things that I'm kind of like, uh, I mean, granted, yeah, I get that this guy's going to be like a medalist, but I think one of the things that I'm worried about is is looking at different pilots and uh, the different um, loadouts that they have. Like, OK, now, granted, like when they have some of like the copycat, like initiative, um, the generic pilots like okay so for like example the scum y wings the two generics they have basically different um upgrades and everything like that it, it has me a little bit worried that like a certain pilots are now just going to be rotated out that uh um they they, they don't have the upgrades that we want to see or or something like that where like i felt like that was kind of my joy was in um We'll say second edition at this point was that like I could build a lot of I could put almost anything I wanted on these and now I feel like they're it is it is a little bit more restrictive, um, from them to be like no you can't like put this upgrade because you only have five and it's like well why like five points and it's like well I really want to put a proton torpedo in here and I can't and and I, it has no, I wouldn't say upset but I mean I think at the same time, um I, I don't enjoy that aspect
3: of it.
4: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh no, I agree there. Like, uh, there's a bit of a generic problem, right? Like to address one of the elephants in the room from like the very beginning. Like, I'm really confused as to where generics sit in this new format. In the binder. Exactly. Like, I'm very confused what what the design decision was there that led to like a lot of generic being the same cost as name pilots, but then the name pilot has an ability and more upgrade points.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any, any way to look at it except for the fact that they're just basically saying, don't play these guys. Right, like, it's not even subtle. It's just, like, um, they're here, but, like, you'd be dumb to take them.
4: <laughs> and that's just odd. That's just odd. Like Andrew was saying, like, there was a spot in 2.0 to bring... A slightly more kitted out generic over a less kitted out named pilot, and now like there there was at least like an argument to be had for both those things, and now there's an argument to be made for one of those things and not the other. So it's just odd.
3: That's the only part I dislike. I agree with all your points so far. That's the one point that I'm I'm still scratching my head at.
1: Yeah, it's just you're. I agree, Zach. That it's weird that. You could have, yeah, the exact same chassis and one pilot, like, with pilots at the exact same cost, and one is very clearly better than the other. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, it's kind of
3: odd. Yeah, okay, so, um, like I said, uh, that that was a little bit of a grip of mine,
0: but I think otherwise it'll be interesting to see how the meta kind of, like, really does develop from this um i i like i'm a little worried for squad building i'm not gonna lie but i I am excited to see with the scenarios that are um jumping in um how squad building is going to change um so we have the four scenarios um before we move on is there anything that you guys do want to talk about with the um like squad building or the ship's um like squad building as far as the scenarios go
2: i kind of just want to touch just on the the fact that there are all these two-point ships now every faction has at least one um and i i do worry that that they are going to be very warping like for instance um rebels have lieutenant blount at two points it's really tough to justify not taking him for only two points um like, that is a solid ability has to potentially get a, you know, a 4-die range 1 attack or just 3 dice from, from long range, and, I, I mean, he's essentially, like, what 20 points of, of you know, squad building used to be, um, which was cheaper than basically any other ship, um, and, and that's just one example. I mean, there's a lot of very good, uh, cheap 2-point, Uh, filler ships in every faction, and and I do worry that uh, we might be moving now to a meta where if you don't have a two-point ship, you're making a a mistake because that extra body is worth uh, just so much more.
1: When I saw that blount cost, I thought it was a typo. right
2: or or like i mean contrail right like he's a v-wing whatever like i've never seen him before but he's two points for an i5 or v-wing that has an ability that doesn't suck like that's insane (laughs) uh particularly when now we have the generic as we were just talking about at at three points now yes these two point ships have no loadouts right like you're just getting the the naked ship but but still like an extra body, and particularly once we have scenarios in play, which you know we'll get to in a minute, I'm sure, uh, is is it's tough to find anything that would be more effective, I think, to take than uh, those two point ships. And That's coming from someone who hates low value, uh, like ships like that. <laughs>
0: right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And like that's kind of like what I was saying earlier was that I, I just think that there's um. <sighs> it's hard to not start your list with just throwing that in there. Um, And especially when, like, you know, you kind of don't want to, you really want to, like, not surrender any points to your opponent because, like, they're they're so valuable at the the current moment, I think. Um, That I, I find that, like, I'm hitting, like, 16 points or 15 points, and it's like, okay, I'm going to find, I'd rather take two ships as opposed to maybe a five-point chip at this point, where it's like I'm putting my big like big guys up front. That's what I'm starting with, um, and they are just falling right in place on, on bringing them in. Like I mean, like Scum's got two four-point ships. I'm most likely bringing two of them on the table as opposed to the uh, to the to a four-point ship. especially when something like Sunny Bounder's four points. R. I. P. Sunny
3: Bounder.
4: Yes. You made him too good. You made oh. him too good. This is your fault.
1: Well, right. You know, I was just looking here at these. I had no idea. All these torrents are four and five points. That is a lot of points. Yeah, they that's basically great. killed the
2: torrents, right? Like, like you weren't playing a torrent at thirty points, let alone forty points. Um, I, I don't understand the torrents.
1: Baby Anakin is five points with twenty points of upgrades. Right. Wow, that's great. Isn't it? That sounds great.
2: It, it's very great, definitely, right? Like, it's no longer like, well, can I afford the, the Proton Torps? It's like, why the heck would I not take the Proton Torps?
1: Yeah. Um, I think the other thing here, I, I'm i going to have a hard time remembering what's on whose upgrade bar, because there's so much variation in the upgrade bars now, right? Right.
2: Like, yeah, I think scanning barcodes is going to be, like, a a common thing now in tournament play, just to make sure the list is actually legal.
1: <laughs> like, who has two talents, or who has a talent, and uh, whatever, and...
2: Why, yeah. why does this TIE fighter have a cannon slot? What's happening?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely into... Uh, uh, I'm just... I haven't gotten the chance yet to put Fen in a Fang fighter with all these upgrades.
1: Makes me sad I can't put four Fang Fen and three Fangs together.
3: It, yeah, it, that was the first is, thing I looked at too.
1: That list did nothing wrong. It did not deserve to be punished. <laughs> uh,
0: but I mean, there's still, I mean, Cad Solus and Joey Rekoff, you, you know, I think got huge buffs. But I mean, obviously you can you can bring old Tarok and four fangs and three
2: fangs. Doesn't seem quite as good. It doesn't, but
0: you know, you get baby uh wedge here, basically, or wedge light, I
3: should say. Well, I mean, I could talk about scum all day, um, but yeah, like, uh, I get what you're saying, like, it's,
0: it's gonna be real hard to memorize all these, things. and I'm not gonna know what my opponent's bringing <laughs> if this is accurate,
3: um. Yeah.
4: It does not make me look forward to TOing my next event. I will say that.
3: That is a lot of actual list checking that I have to do now. Yeah, I mean, I think it I, I'm hoping we get tournament rules soon. I'll say that. The, uh... Alright, so... Uh, plus sides of this i mean
0: brett you're a good couple games into second edition do you think the uh, having a bloat of upgrade cards do you think that makes games go faster i mean
2: I mean, i will say i think the games have been going incredibly quickly now there's also incentives to to start the engagements quicker than we normally would have um so that's a big part of it as well but it It definitely seems like, you know, if you get to seven rounds in a game, that's a long game. Where, you know, in the past, maybe we weren't having games that, uh, you know, would often go to 20 rounds. But, you know, at least at one point, 11 was supposed to be the average. And now I think it's dropped significantly. So yes, I do think uh, things are going much quicker. I don't know if it's all the upgrades or having the extra ships that I think are... Are out there or just the fact that now we're not playing to a total destruction um end game it's it's now just getting 20 points which uh you know could include like half of those points coming from scenarios so um games are quicker i just don't know if it's safe to say it's because of the 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 free upgrades
0: i, was, I, I meant to ask this uh, the, i don't remember seeing it but does the game end exactly when 20 points are hit
2: uh, no, so it it ends at the end of the round. Um, okay. So so someone else could also like so yeah you could hit twenty and I could get to twenty one by the end of the round and and take the right. win. And
0: then the round the game ends. And right. It wouldn't be like you
3: keep keeps going. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's it's definitely uh, definitely interesting. Uh, I mean i
0: I'm I'm really curious to see the Adepticon results coming through. Um and, and enjoyable to see the wild, wild west of all this um with what, 150 players registered so yeah we're like that's gonna be a added.
2: really good stress test to see how how things shake up
0: yeah we, we're gonna need some boom ale analysis welcome on. back chris <laughs> <laughs> um as far so as far as anything else does anything just stand out as completely broken
2: uh, I mean, I'm worried about TIE Advanced X1s, I'll be honest. Like, you can fit Darth Vader fully loaded out and, like, even more loaded out because now he gets the Pattern Analyzer and, and stuff, plus um, three generics with Fire Control System and then Zertrak Strom, who n- never got played before, but now he can have Fire Control System and um, a Thread Tracers. And... That is just a nasty nasty list um and it's not too hard of a combo to really pull off and that's just just gonna you know destroy whatever ship it, it is looking at and i I think three points for these uh x ones with fire control is is probably um a, a little dangerous so uh sure. that one makes me kind of nervous personally
3: right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You can take four,
2: five, X ones. Right, and one of whom is Darth Vader, who and is... One of them is
0: Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, that looks nasty. I hope uh, I gotta go see how many X ones I have. I'll be right back.
2: I, <laughs> I did order an extra one just is after really? I saw this. I I won't lie; it's sitting upstairs. I haven't opened uh, yeah,
0: it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how. Ha- AMG actually uh rectifies any issues like, oh man, this is I wouldn't say this is for Do you think this has potential
3: for uh like when the four uh Phantoms came out?
2: Like the the same power level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I yeah. probably not. I mean it, it requires Zurtrek to actually hit with his uh his thread tracers. And you know they they don't get the the decloak maneuver or, or like maneuverability. I I don't think it's quite at that level. And the power level did just go up everywhere. But I do think it's like I think it's maybe not concerning, but it's definitely uh a list that I think you should be prepared to play against because lots of people put this one together right away.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, it's definitely something that I'm. Uh, I think I'll be trying out soon.
2: Yeah, and with, I mean, it, with two of the scenarios requiring actions, like, Vader gets to take a lot of actions, and, you know, maybe one ship doesn't get a focus, and instead it's just using the Thread Tracer target lock, like, they can afford to to spend their actions. So, right. it, it seems like it, you know, checks that box off it well, as well, which is another big thing, I think, for squad building, not to get too far ahead, but, um you know, there there is a uh, a real incentive on getting extra actions, like coordinating, um, you know, just abilities that, that allow extra actions at some point are, are going to be very huge because, uh, a lot of actions are going to have to be spent on these scenarios.
3: Right.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll, we we'll definitely be, um, getting more into analysis of different list building and uh with future episodes Uh, i I think that's i know we shied away from it for a little bit but i I definitely see us going back to it and seeing um how everything has changed at the moment uh so it's hard to say what everything um looks like right now and we can always speculate but i I think going forward we'll stay tuned for um us to really kind of dive into these lists and, and pick them apart so um but why don't we jump into scenarios at the moment Um, So, we've got the four scenarios, Chance Engagement, which is just X-Wing with the marker in the middle. Uh, One we've known about for a while, Satellite Array, uh, Scramble the Transmissions, and Salvage Mission. So, why don't we start, I mean, we can talk about Chance Engagement for a second. Um, Since it is the X-Wing that we most know, um, Brett, you and I have probably played this the most together.
2: yeah think, just as we knew the rules like it was it was right, easy exactly. to do before anything was released
0: Um but do we think that like uh, as far as mission wise th- is this going to make a big impact on the game or or do you think that it's um from the games that we've played and you've played outside of this do you think that it's actually going to um that one point is going to make a big difference
2: i i don't think it makes a big difference i think really the whole point of this scenario is just to to keep some focus on dog fighting power instead of just high like action efficiency lists like you you're gonna need to actually have uh you know ships that can can kill stuff here for this one where the other ones you, you don't really need to focus too much on damage so i think that's the biggest thing is just this whole scenario existing puts some focus on, you know, the traditional dogfight, uh, for list building. But as far as the scenario go or the objective goes no, I mean, it's not hard to, to be within range two. maybe you're giving up one objective point, but, um, it's it's probably pretty unlikely even at that point i've been finding that engagements happen now on uh you know probably to turn two and if not turn two definitely turn three uh because you know no one wants to give up multiple rounds of that objective uh right. point but uh, it's not too big of a difference
0: right and i i think i know chris has been talking about this a lot where trying to get to that objective on the first turn. Um, It it makes me think a little bit that, like, trying to really kind of control that center,
3: um, if you can control it for multiple rounds, that could be pretty big, right? Like,
0: if you control that for three rounds, like, getting to 20 points definitely would be a little bit easier right
2: yeah definitely right and um i mean one round doesn't really make it that different like you're still gonna need to to kill the entire list if you're only getting one point from it and you're trying to um to hit your 20 but it once you once you get two or more then i agree you're you're at a point where now maybe you have a whole ship you don't need to kill so i mean it's just important to make sure you have some some ship semi nearby, but it's really not, right, right. not hard. Right. Like think about right. electro proton bomb. Like it's that size.
0: <laughs> right. And the, my, I guess one of my big things is, is also, um, looking at this and like, you know, getting that ship there, it, it definitely adjusts your engagements, um, as opposed to let's circle around to the other side of the board to, and you said this, that, uh, uh, about the, um, engagement starting to happen in turn two where it's kind of like engagements are going to start happening right right then and there like as opposed to like again circling around the board they're going to happen in the middle they're going to um really kind of like you're going to want to go after that ship that is racking in the points and, and that makes me think that, that a whole new strategy might evolve from this
2: yeah i definitely think it changes like the strategy, and I, and I do think that's a little sad, because sometimes the best games you played were the ones where where both players were very, very conservative. Like, the first game Zack and I played, if I remember correctly, it was, uh, it was at a, a regional, and we were both flying Triple Jedi, and we spent a lot of the game jockeying for position, and you know, it still goes down as one of the best games I've ever played, and the fact that that type of possibility is no longer there is a little a little sad because i feel like that was the kind of game that like was an x-wing lovers game to watch but um i it's 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 different it's it's a little sad that that one thing goes away but i understand what they're trying to do with speeding things up and encouraging right. engagements
0: right 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 uh so jumping into satellite array five objectives are placed on the board according to the scenario rules at the end of the end phase you you determine who has control of that objective a small base counts as one and medium large already knows the player controlling the objective earns one point on a tie no objectives are earned so is this uh it's five object- objectives so you have a possibility of scoring five points per round or is it
2: yeah, there, so you know so there could mean. be five points per round, and uh, so two of the objectives are placed on one player side of the board, two are placed on the other player side of the board, and then there's one in the middle as well. Um, so generally, what happens is turn one, each player is controlling two objectives, um, the ones on their side of the board, and uh, you know then the the battle again really kind of happens more towards the the center engagement uh, or the center objective. Um, but this one's kind of interesting because all you need to do is really stay close. So there are some parts of the game, right, where normally you might want to disengage, but there's, it's, it's a tough call. Do I want to, you know, give up a shot to get a better position? Well, now you might be able to just be the only one by the subjective point, which is worth a lot more than taking some like crappy range three shot that, that wasn't going to be very modified anyway. So it's, um, it's really increasing I think the um, the incentive now on disengaging and playing for position. It's a little feels bad sometimes if someone just is circling an objective and not really getting into the the fight at all and that can happen and sometimes that is the right call and uh, that goes against what they're trying to do with you know incentivizing the the fight I guess but um, you know it's still a, a fun mission It's not my favorite of the objectives, but it's uh it really does change the the whole game plan and it, the the counting to twenty just uh really uh it it kind of like screws with your head when you're trying to plan stuff out making sure you're you're considering all these different objective points
0: so all right why don't we talk about list building for something like this at the moment like um now <sighs> Does this almost feel like that like you could build a list with like seekers and defenders?
2: Um, yeah. I, I think it it definitely does. Like there there are some ships that especially for this one where it's just staying close, right? Like that that they're just built for that type of uh defensive role. And right. I I I really do think that they're there could be something to that. Like, uh, mining guild ties, I think, are are very good for something like this where, uh, it doesn't matter that there's probably going to be a rock right next to that objective. They're just going to, they're going to stay there. They're going to be capping those points, and you're going to have to go to them if you're going to want to try and, and, uh, and take that objective away from them. So, yeah, I, right, I like, think you could have that for sure.
0: Right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I mean, if I have like a two point, what is it, AHAV, that I can just sit over here and, uh, on a rock and like have it circle it, and then, um, have like Fenrail like hunt something down, like that. That's but then at the same point, I don't know if I want to throw a 70 point Fenrail at a... something and possibly blow up. Um, mm. but it, it makes you think a little bit that, like, with these tournament or not tournament points, but these uh, uh, mission points that like it, it isn't all going to be, um. Dog fighting, like or do you think that like it it, there is a chance that like
2: you could still just steamroll someone in this
0: and be like all right done
2: so i was when i was going into this i still thought hey you know it's probably just going to be most efficient to kill everything and but but that's just not the way the games are really working um and this one is is probably the easiest because literally all you need to do is be close to these things so you're probably going to get uh you know four objective points on your own by the end of turn two without really trying hard like you you just know that you have to have a ship semi near it um but these objective points can add up so quickly that uh, before you know it you're going to be at eight or ten of these and it's really tough to to guarantee that you're going to kill your your opponent's whole list before they are getting uh you know just the extra 10 points they need or whatever to to complete the 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 20 right
0: because because, I mean, even if they, they come after you, like you're probably trading ships at that point, right? Like Yeah,
2: it's rare to, to be tabling someone, right?
0: <laughs> right, right. So, like, yeah, you're trading ships, so it's kind of like if you have like a bonus five points and you're trading ships, like you're still going to be ahead after a certain point. Like, I definitely see um, where the, the, the missions are going to be more than just uh, let's blow up the other team.
2: Yeah, my one concern is that, and, and I, I haven't played enough to know, but that maybe there are just too many points being thrown around uh, through these these objectives. Uh, and cool. I don't I don't know how that's something that could be reined in. I mean, one thing I, I heard someone suggest is, well, just increase the amount of points that you need to win the game. But then you can't just win the game strictly by destroying your opponent, which is, uh, you know, kind of one of the the... You know, tenants of X Wing, I guess, is you sure. try and can, you can also try and kill the other person. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't really know if that's just a gut feeling that's wrong or if, if they really are giving out points too easily, but uh, I wouldn't like mind if there was a limit on the amount of points that you could get, maybe.
0: Right. Like maybe you can only get like X amount of mission points per uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. As opposed to. Do you think.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, do you like uh, scenarios like this? Does it encourage larger uh, ship counts in your list, like to be able to control like all these different points?
2: I think definitely. Like, I I used to like two ship lists, sometimes three ships a list. I would never really go above that unless it was like back in my five A wing days. Now I'm building a list, and if it's only four ships, I'm like, God, I don't I don't know if this is gonna be strong enough for objectives. Um, so I'm I'm like on the five ship train now because I do think you need to have those bodies um, losing out on an objective point just can be so huge to, to that count for 20. So yeah, I think it's really encouraging higher ship counts.
0: Uh, so yeah, we're going to scramble the transmissions. It's uh, five objectives on the board and you basically have to like turn the buttons on to your team um, so you take uh, perform a mission action to take control of the satellite, and then I believe you get points each um,
2: round that you have
0: uh, control over the satellite, and you don't have to be near. Right? You just, once you spend that action, it's yours until it's turned off.
2: Yeah, it's yours until it's not yours anymore. Right. Um, and uh, so it's not a guarantee that you're able to take it from someone. You have to roll a die, um, and I think on a blank, it, it doesn't uh, flip over, it just goes to neutral. Um, but you can always, I think, take it away. You just can't guarantee that you're going to get it. Um, but it's, uh, this is what, this is our first one here. We're talking about, you know, actions that need to be done. And it's important to say that all of these mission actions, uh, they can only be done by a ship during its perform action step. So you can't like coordinate a, a mission action or, or anything along those lines. So this is where things get really tough because we know how important actions are, right? Like you can come up with the best jousting list, the best ace jousting list out there. Uh, but now all of a sudden like, oh crap, I don't get a, a, an action this turn because I need to flip this objective. It, it really turns the whole game on its head. Um, like, so I, I know personally when I'm building stuff now, it's how can I be more action efficient? That's my whole focus because right. I need ships that can afford to waste their action on these mission actions instead of getting a token.
0: I mean, you're, so you're probably your first, the first two you don't have to really worry about because they'll probably be in your zone of control, right? Right. And then it's just those later ones that you're going to be contesting. Um, this one makes me think that it might just be a little bit of a, let's blow up uh, ships until I have a safe time to uh actually tag them
2: right but for every time you're not tagging the other ones that the, the people have right they might be getting two points a turn so it's right, gonna you, it you can know, spiral also, really quickly
0: getting, you're probably getting two points a turn too right
2: right yeah i mean so the goal yeah. you, you just want to if you can get the four like you know four of the five per turn like it could spiral really quickly sure. in your favor sure sure and some lists are really good where they don't they can they can afford to give up those actions and others will just die right and what do you care more about like getting this objective or having your four-point ship not die so it's right yeah it's it really i don't know I, I really like the way it makes you think about
4: yeah
0: and especially if like something is like on one health left and you know it's probably gonna die like oh, i'm gonna tag this objective instead
2: right exactly now this thing has real value instead of yeah. just okay yeah i'm gonna move the ship and we all know it's gonna die like what a freaking waste of our time <laughs>
0: Um, and then we'll go about the last one. It's a uh, salvage mission where it is the one where you pick up the crates and tow it around. Um, but it also requires an action. Does it reduce your dial, it says?
2: So you uh, you can't perform advanced maneuvers, so right. like K turns or Talon rolls while you have uh, the crate. If you do, then you uh, basically just do a stress maneuver instead. Um, and then these things can get knocked off by you taking a crit. Um, so this can be really kind of cool for changing up your target priority. Like, you know, maybe now, instead of attacking that ship, that's at like two hull, you have to, to shoot at this, this thing that's got 10 health left because you want to try and knock this, this crate off. Um, I, I, I think it's, uh, it's fun. I think it's very fun.
0: Right. And this is the mission that everyone's going to bring in during for.
2: Yep. Enduring and marksmanship <laughs> there. Yep. Their stocks are going up.
0: Yeah, and you can uh, you can afford to bring them now because you have a million points to work with on your uh, objectives.
2: Yes, the only problem is we're all like building around enduring, and it doesn't come out until the gauntlet, I think, which might not right. be until like June. So, <laughs> uh, uh
0: okay. So then, um, I know we were talking um, when we first thought about these scenarios. Brett, you were on the boat of list building. Is I'm just going to build a list that uh, kills your list faster. Now, it sounds like you are not on that same page, right?
2: Right. I'm on how can I get the most amount of actions while still having a semi-decent joust.
3: Right.
0: Um, man, it, it, I, I'm going to get a couple games in this week with all, uh, playing all these. I'm, like, super excited to ch- try new things. Um. Now it's really going to make me like, uh, like look at list building completely different too, which I know we were talking about earlier that I'm a little skeptical on things, but I think at the same time um, I'm going to be looking at ships to be like, does this help me in this scenario or does it not help me in this scenario?
2: Right. And I th- I think you really focus on the, the two action ones because the other ones kind of play themselves a little bit, but those, those two action ones are completely different game. So I think you, you build around those and the, the other two, you just use your X-Wing experience for, to, to try and win.
0: Right. Yeah. I I mean, do you, do you think that especially with even satellite array where like you could have a, I mean, you're talking about how ships just orbit the obstacles and um, you know, do you, do you think that is the case?
2: I, I know that's not how I want to play it, so I'm not building based around that. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could see how you you could do that. It's just, it's not like you're that far away when you're you're doing an obstacle. Like if I see with someone just orbiting an obstacle, I'm probably just gonna send one of my ships to go kill it. No,
0: I mean, I, yeah, no, you're right. I, I mean, but like, because like it makes me think like, okay, like diving into it, like you could see that like your opponent is. Um, kind of turtling and but they can also see in your turtling and if they make the first you know strike and they get into range of the obstacle now they're getting points and you're not like right so they're getting an extra we'll say two points if they um you have two ships sitting back and you know you have two ships going into their zone of controls it it really can skew things right like I, i don't think it's that crazy off to um be playing it that way
2: no, I, I agree. Um, and that center objective is really what makes things, I think, much more interesting because, um, you know, people have been doing all the, you know, like the vassal maps or whatever, and you right. can get there turn one and maybe, you know, get at least one extra objective pointer. Or, you know, if you get it for for two turns, then you're well ahead of the game. So that center objective can, can really be um, important, but at the same time, like... If I know that you're going for that center objective, I might be able to just nuke that ship. So mm-hmm. it's it's a, a very high risk, high reward play. Like I'm, I'm probably not going for the center objective turn one. Like I'll I'll just say it now because that could. I feel like I could lose the turn on turn or the game on turn one by doing that, and I am unlikely to win the game based on that play. So right,
0: and and yeah. like it makes me think like. Uh, If you really, like, going back to list building, like, you have the, you could start checking out your ships that you might want to sit back or uh, control certain objectives and, like, load them up defensively, and then there could be the ships that you're like, okay, I want this guy maybe not to hit the center objective, but if I see someone, you know, going into that center objective, he's going to be getting a purge on torpedo to the face. (laughs) Um I'd be curious if that kind of meta does evolve at all, or, or if it's I'm just overthinking it.
2: No, I I am confident that someone will right like they're they're gonna build a wedge. Who's gonna, <laughs> you know, do like a have a four straight dialed in, and if you've gone for that center point, he's gonna use his afterburners and he's gonna just you know four die proton torp you to death potentially.
0: Airship like, rebels. Yeah. Back.
2: Yeah, basically. Yeah. With an extra ship now. All right.
0: What do you guys think? You, uh, I mean, uh, are are you list building for
3: these? Or are you just kind of, I want to build a list and bring it and see how it fares? Both? Both, really? Yeah. Uh, no. I know. I've, I've made a couple
4: lists that I think have been geared more towards scenario play. But then there's also just like wanting to put new twists on old favorites but with way more toys like i think the thing i'm most excited about is my old wedge Loop bb list is dead but instead now i get wedge Thane 10 and braylon so
3: that's a win i've no idea how it'll do in scenario play but that's five tanky ships that are good at killing things Sure. Of
4: which are really good, just sticking around an objective, and being hard to kill. I mean, so,
3: you can bring four B wings and a uh, a two point ship. Yeah, I can do that too. That's also
4: that's also you know on my more objective based ones. But
2: and now these B wings can have like freaking trajectory simulator
4: <laughs> Yep. Oh, yes, they can, (laughs) they do.
2: Like, talk about gross, right? (laughs) Like, oh, you're going to go for that center objective? Well, here's three proton bombs.
3: Enjoy. Man, is trajectory simulator going to be broken? Eh, I don't know if anything is quite broken yet. Like, lots of things are good. I will say that.
4: In my, at least... Dive so far. I've not found anything that I find to be broken. I've seen lots of good things. I do share your worry, Andrew, that the competitive community is going to figure out these optimal builds pretty quickly. And it's gonna be the tournaments of the same four ish lists.
2: Right. And Zach, Based I th- I think you other. I think you made a, a like a pretty interesting point about Uh, Like, trying to look at old favorites. Like, the first thing I did when this came out was I was like, alright, so let me build Han and Luke, and then, like, I I know it can't be two ships anymore, so now what could it be? So I was like, oh, I guess I could throw A-Wing Wedge in there or something. And then I was like, wait, but you know what? Should I really be using what was good in in a 2.0 world as a baseline for what I'm building now? Um, So I'm, like, trying to, to forget everything that I used to like, because I'm worried that's, like, biasing me into to try and force that list in there just because it, it it looks like what I used to play. I don't know if you guys are, are doing the same thing or thinking about it at all.
3: Not really. I mean yeah, like it's a it's 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 a new game, but it's not? I don't know. I've never find that I also
4: like didn't tend to play the same list as frequently like you do, Brett. Mm-hmm. I always kind of jumped around, so I feel like that's maybe helping me going into this. Of like,
3: I've already got, I think, seventeen lists saved in YASB. So, who knows when I'll have time to actually play one of them. So, I just start sending you guys lists, and you guys can mm-hmm. report back. The uh... You can be the architect, we can be the pilots. Yeah, I'll be the admiral, <laughs> you guys be the uh,
4: the pilots.
2: Because, like, that that uh, TIE Advance one we were talking about, like, that comes out to about, like, 250 points in, uh, like, 2.0 land. Um, so I'm like, oh, I can't, I, I just can't be looking at what was good at 200 points, because now you can be at, like, 350 points, apparently. Um, I don't know. Just well, just a thought. Oh,
4: yeah. In that regard, I agree. Like, like I said, my, my Luke Wedge BB list is dead, but now I've got a fully kitted out Braylon, a fully kitted out 10, fully kitted out Wedge, and Thane in there. I could also drop Thane and grab somebody cheaper and Blount, so. Right. Like. I think, like, sticking with, the, like, the ships themselves haven't changed. Right? So yeah. sticking with the things you know is never a bad call.
2: Right. Like, I, I could, like my list right now that I'm flying, like, it's still a fat Han. It's just I turned Luke into four ships. Like, that seems like a, a, a positive trade to me.
4: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like I said, like, that's the exact same thing for my Luke Wedge list. Is I lost Luke. I can no longer fit Luke Wedge and two B-Wings together. But I traded Luke for actual named B wings and fully kitted out
3: everything.
2: Right, like, that's
3: right. a massive upgrade. Yep, I I hear you. Yeah, here's rebels, it's back. Rebels, rebels are the shit. They're where I'm most excited right now. I mean, I won't lie; I'm a little
0: excited to play rebels too. We just become a, of a Rebels
4: podcast, Jonathan. <laughs> we finally did it!
1: Yay!
2: <laughs> Remember when Jonathan I was Imperial player?
0: Jonathan <laughs> became a scum player when he could fly Fen and three fangs, and now he's like, "Ah, oh, I got to go back to Rebels."
1: It's Just like, are the B wings just too slow? Do they need to be faster? I was just like, Yeah, you need
4: home ahead.
3: objective stuff.
1: Yeah. That's the other
3: thing too. Is just
4: thinking about like. In scenario play, you have to think about, like, home objectives versus away objectives as being, like, separate things. And you can have ships that are really good at both of those. Like, I think B-Wings are excellent right now at defending your home objectives from the opponent. Like, they're just a scary thing that's pretty easy to get pointed in the right direction.
2: And go nice and slow. Yeah, I agree.
4: Yeah. So, I I think they're really, really good there. You're right. To go try
3: and take your opponent's objective with them? That's a bit trickier.
2: But defending your own objectives is worth just as much as taking their two objectives, right? So they're both Sorry. valid strategies.
3: Got to do both. Mm, uh, all right. Um any other comments?
2: Like just in general or
0: How about the uh, about the uh list building
2: for the uh oh, okay. scenarios? Uh I I think just the safe spot is to start with five ships. That's my My thought, like you, you might be able to, to get away with, with fewer than that, but I, I'm starting with five. I think that feels like a a good place. When we're in a a world where you can get like seven decent ships in Republic, anything fewer than five to me, at least initially without getting enough reps seems a little risky. Um, but I, those, those B wings do make it it very tempting to just load them up with those (laughs) trajectories and just bomb the crap out of these, uh, sure. weaker ships,
4: Right? You're blount and raise you a lot of bombs. Right,
2: yeah.
3: And uh, it might be, like, decent to figure out strategies against that. I mean,
0: calling... Uh, that, that's the thing that I was kind of, like, thinking about. I was like, you know, being able to call bluffs and, like, you know, okay, it looks like he's going towards this scenario. Do I... Go towards the scenario, or do I, you know, maybe, like, duck out a turn? But then I guess from what we found is that, like, 12, 12 turns seems like it goes
2: fast. Yeah, like, you're just not even going to get to 12 turns, really. Yeah. I
0: mean, even when we were testing this out prior, like, I mean, like, I feel like one of our games actually
3: went to, like, 13, 14 rounds. Um, yeah, but but it was just one, right? Like. Yeah. Um, but
0: let's, uh, let's jump into that real quick. So, uh, uh, they've hinted, or I should say Dion has hinted some of the tournament rules, um, that will be in effect for Adepticon. And it looks like they are really kind of pushing the 12 round counter as opposed to time. So they say that, uh, rounds will last between 72 and 78 minutes. So I I guess general rule of thumb is that, uh, Count on it being seventy
3: five minutes, um, but I, I think at the same time, don't like. I I wouldn't. Um,
0: I wouldn't ever like do something where I'm gonna play the time or anything like that. But like, oh, I know there's x amount of minutes left, so I need to, uh, you know, do points or something like this. Like, I, I would be surprised if a lot of these games even get to seventy two minutes. Uh, but at the same time, it looks like they're giving TOs like wiggle room that if they do see something like where they something is happening, uh, like either fast play or slow play, they have the option to extend time, which I guess they always really kind of did have that option. Um, but uh, I know some people seem a little upset to be like, oh, they're they're nitpicking and everything like that. But I, I think if you just play the game and make sure you're counting the rounds. Um, i don't think there should be too many problems i I guess they're trying to fix all the problems that we had in past versions where you know people were slow playing and stuff like that and this is our answer to that
2: and i mean it it definitely happens sometimes right like there's you look at the clock there's 70 seconds on there and you know there are some people who certainly are going to take an extra 30 seconds setting their dial that turn because uh, that's gonna run out this round, where otherwise they might have to to play one more round. And here they're they're taking away that. Like you know, there's gonna be 72 minutes. You can set a 72 minute timer, um, but you know what? There could be six minutes of uh, of stoppage time in there, and yep. you you can't count on it ending at that 72 timer. So you you can get a feel for like, okay, I know I got at least 10 minutes left, right? But it could be 16. You you so you you play the game, you don't play the clock, and I think that's not a bad thing at all,
4: right,
0: and, and I mean, um, we don't always get the announcements like x wing players ten minutes left in the round, and obviously we probably won't get that anymore.
3: I won't but, miss that, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like what you were saying
0: about like, oh, I'm gonna take next to thirty seconds, I mean it could go vice versa too, where like. I know I'm behind. I know I need to set a dial. I'm going to rush to the end phase and make sure that I have that other dial set on the table so that it, we it is confirmed that we are in the planning phase.
2: So that's true, right? but but the problem with that is that generally the pace is dictated by the slow player, not the fast player.
0: Sure. Sure, but I mean, like, uh, yeah, but... I, I also would argue that, like, sometimes if you're just a regular... Um, you know, you are going the pace and like someone's like literally setting their dial as people are shooting and then they have it set, you know, something like that. I would say that they're trying to like avoid something like that.
2: Yeah. Right. It it, it takes care of both. Like it takes care of rushing and it takes care of slow playing. I mean, more slow playing, I think than rushing because you can yeah. always try and get that extra turn. And even if it doesn't work, the slow playing is just really where like you, you, you don't know for sure, but I, I think it's, uh, it's a very creative idea, I think, to, to address that problem. I never would have come up with that.
0: Right. And uh, I think also at the same time, it's going to also being rounds as opposed to time, you kind of... Uh, where like a fast player might be like, okay, I have two turns to blow up this ship and now can turn into, okay, well, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to calculate the best way to kill the ship in one turn. As opposed to being like, all right, I need to. A- speed through this to get as many shots as possible in there um so it, it, it's definitely interesting and then finally uh they switched the scoring up that it is um i'm still waiting to get i mean i think this is going to be the way it, it does come out but uh so a win is three points a tie is one point a loss is zero points and final salvo is no longer um I remember, like I said, in one of their very first streams, it seemed like they... Um, I'm not saying that this is not going to be the scoring, but I also feel like they said that, like, you also have to get to like, a certain point threshold in order to even be considered a uh, win. Like, right? like
2: Yeah, I, I definitely remember them saying that, too. That, that uh, you know, it was right. going to be possible to, to have fewer wins but still come out ahead if you had, like, more points scored. But based, at least on what Dion... Uh, is publishing for adepticon it looks like that may have been an idea that was uh rejected ultimately
0: so we'll we'll see what happens and then um but yeah this is what they are going with adepticon and i I, uh let's
3: let's talk about this for a second um jonathan (laughs) you have the days of uh ties
0: and everything like that do you think this is going to come back to be a problem
1: no, I mean the. Um, I was listening to the interview, the devs, the most recent interview the devs did right. on Fly Better, and they said Will Schick said he thought a tie should be worth zero points. He didn't say commit to the ties being zero points. Like, I, he's that's what he had said, and uh, well, he, before and they, was
0: it. it- I win three points and a tie one point.
1: No, he didn't. They didn't comment on how many points things would be worth. But he, but he just said this was last week, and he just right, said right. He a tie should be a loss. Right,
2: and and, and uh, it's essentially that's almost what it is here, right? Like yeah. so, for Adepticon, they're doing six rounds, and you need to get 15 points to 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 move on. So you need to win five games. So if you tie one, it, it really doesn't help you at all. Um, so in that regard, it's the tie is essentially. The same as as a loss it's just i guess if you end up with five wins and one tie then you might be more likely to get a buy than someone who has five wins and one loss um okay. but i don't know if i have a problem with that really like I, I it's still making wins what you're trying to do you should not be playing for a tie at all um but if you do tie that that is still better than a loss i guess
0: right like i i mean I don't know if this is what they would do for like not system weapons, but for regionals or anything like that. But like you know, like the the final table of Swiss and be like, oh, we don't have to play this game, but we're also going to be in the top two anyway. So because we're gonna just tie this by flying our ships off the board, and you know we're the top two. Uh, that's uh, I think ultimately where it gets sketchy but i think also at the same time it shouldn't be that big of a deal um what what i was asking though was but didn't they before have um when they had ties uh, in x-wing i i this is when i first started playing was like
1: right when they abolished that rule
0: um was it three points for a win and one point for a tie like back in the day
1: uh modified wins so originally it was win modified win and loss and a modified win in 1.0 is if you won by less than 12 points uh so an academy academy tie was 12 points and a z95 bandit was 12 points uh, for scale so if you won by less than that that was in a modified win gotcha so you could win all would actually only get um, 18 tournament points. So, and then someone who won four games, lost two ga- lost two, would get 20. But they yeah. did away with that. Right.
3: Yeah. I, I
0: mean, I won't lie. I'm excited to see the tournament rules when they do finally drop. Hopefully, it is before Decepticon. Um, I'd love to eat them up.
2: Um. <laughs> yeah, and they said they should be coming out relatively right. soon.
3: So hopefully
0: um I I you know I, I could be a little bit skeptical of all of these. We'll go into final thoughts, but like I'm really excited to see how this uh really kind of turns out. And um like I said, being an Imperial Assault player and having these objectives, I'm excited to really play the objectives and, and really kind of do that and beat my opponent that way as opposed to um just doing a dogfight so uh, i'm excited for all this and i i think they did a decent job of of getting them on the board and, and really kind of um splitting things up and like granted Liga you know in six months they could rotate one of these out and have uh, rotate a different um objective in, in and be a completely different game and change everything up so I definitely like that about this and uh, I'm excited to see keeping the game fresh where like before it was just um okay you know we're changing points here here and here and now you guys have to figure it out and that was the game that we were living in for how many years so it, it's good to see that kind of change and uh, I am excited to play it um a little bit more in depth and, and I'm really excited to see um like all the data that does come out of all this Um, But yeah, they are my final thoughts. What what do you guys think? Uh, Go
2: around, Brett. Okay, so I, um, you know, I've said some of this before, I guess, but I'm very excited about what the future could hold. Um, You know, for since 2.0 was announced, there was the prospect of having multiple pilots, um, you know, like multiple Lukes or, or something like that and you know back then it would always need to be well they need a different ability or something or or a new ship chassis and now it, it can literally just be as simple as they they need a different uh loadout value they need a different upgrade bar so i think we're gonna see a lot of uh fun development in uh new pilots or new takes on old pilots and i think that's gonna be really exciting i i like using upgrades i think that's fun um and as far as scenarios go like i loved 1.0 1.0 X Wing, I love 2.0 X Wing. Um, Dogfights were a lot of fun, um, but you know what? This was a case of I didn't know what I I didn't know, right? Like I was missing something without even knowing it. These scenarios are really making things interesting and fun, and I think they're gonna keep the game uh, and list building fresh. Trying to you know figure out a way to capitalize on on everything. My one main concern maybe is that. Uh, they wouldn't commit to any type of um, scheduled point adjustment, um, and I, you know, I, I do worry that we all are going to figure out, uh, you know, the optimal Luke build, the optimal Han build, you know, the optimal Braylon build, whatever, um, and then we are just going to see those. So I I hope that even though they didn't commit to it yet, that they are going to still um, tweak things on some type of regular basis and not just uh, you know, wait for the need for a hot fix, uh, because, you know, even when things weren't a problem, it was still fun to get points changes, because it, it kind of opened up, uh, you know, a whole new, uh, focus on things, so I really am happy with, uh, everything, I can't wait to play more, and see how it all plays out. Jonathan, what do you
3: think?
1: um i'm optimistic uh anything that lets me fly straight towards my enemy and shoot them in the face is good <laughs> anything that encourages <laughs> in- engagement uh you know making them fly towards the center to get within range two or whatever of uh is good um i think faster games is good are good is a good idea too because sometimes they just went on too long um yes yeah, so i'm optimistic um yeah i can survive uh, like not being able to fit four fangs or whatever i'll be fine i'll be fine um i will find what i want to fly um before we finish did we want to talk about the ban list or not just throwing that out there but we can bring it up yeah
3: yeah i mean why not i mean um let me pull i mean i know there was a couple that like were
0: obvious why they were banned um yeah, they got rid of every dial peaking thing, pilot or upgrade. Right, I, I mean, like, yeah, with Han Solo for the Resistance. Um, obviously, why you know you can't just throw your ship. I mean, Boba Fett crew for the Scum. You can't just throw your uh, ship on top of an Azure and be like, "All right, I'm going to start collecting these points." Um, there's no, no no brainers there. Um, anything that caught you off guard, though.
2: Well, when yeah. I first read it and I saw that they banned Delta 7B, I was pretty freaking shocked. Um, but that is not actually what happened. They just turned it into its own ship. Um, <laughs> I, I think the, the most surprising one was Stealth Device. Like, they just really didn't give yeah. us any idea that Stealth Device uh, was going to be banned. And it it seemed like everyone thought that the reason Fangs couldn't have a mod slot was because of FenRAo having Afterburners, when really yeah, it yeah. sounds like it was Stealth Device all along.
0: Uh yeah. I mean that uh, I've mentioned that a couple times. That that's always been a dream of mine is throwing stealth device on uh, on Fen. Just five dice, range
3: one with Concordia. Just seems busted. And I mean, it, it, all right. So if you think about it, like stealth
0: device on something like that is better than a six point shield
2: upgrade, right? Like statistically. Um, I don't know. I, 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 the old me would have definitely said yes, but I kind of, I started to like the consistency of a shield upgrade. It always worked.
0: Right. But I mean, like, uh, even if you don't get it, uh, even if it blocks one extra, um, incoming damage, like, uh, I feel like the math of it is better, but I mean, I, I, I again, that's also with Concordia, um. I mean I was shocked, but I mean at the same time I was not. Uh-huh. Like, I was like, okay, fine.
2: <laughs> so I think if I actually have to say what surprised me, it's probably though also Tobias Beckett and Interloper Turn. Like Interloper Turn was certainly not dominating anything. <laughs> um like there was there was some consequences to being able to get that tractor token. I was surprised that was there. And, like, Tobias Beckett, I I guess for obstacles or objectives moving the obstacles around, but, like, I I don't think that that, you're paying for that. Like, I think they could have made him more expensive and kept him in the game. But, like, Mm. he also barely got played, so it's not like we're going to be missing much.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's I I mean, I kind of get Tobias. It's just, um, especially
3: with the obstacle changes.
2: Yeah, they did make them a lot, a lot meaner.
3: You're, you're right there. So, yeah. Any, any of the other ones you guys uh, were a little shocked
0: about, or, uh,
1: you know, I'll admit I forget what half these things do. Like, the FLAC, <laughs> like the flak, arfoc, prototype, or Kato conics I have, no, I have no idea what they do. Yeah,
3: I
0: mean they they probably were play tested, so it's like.
2: Yeah, the Flak one's a dial one. I I also don't know what Cato is. I want to say it let you change your dial, but...
1: Or v, v- Marathi, I don't remember. You know, I don't remember what they... I, I think at some point I knew what they did, but not now. Yeah. I'm glad Slave 1 is banned. Yeah. Um, Slave 1 is way too cheap.
3: Boo. <laughs>
0: you would say boo. I mean, you can
1: bring the other Slave 1 title, right? You know, like... um. Uh... I think Sabine is the only thing I can think of offhand that still lets you, like, it still lets you do pre-movement shenanigans
2: or pre-dash shenanigans.
0: You can do a baby Anakin.
1: Yeah, baby Anakin, yeah, Sabine and Baby Anakin.
2: Yeah, there's those you can do like R2D2 on a pod or BB8 droids and stuff like that. But there's not a, not a ton anymore for sure. Sure. Yeah. But like Interloper my- turn, that's the one that had to get banned. <laughs>
4: I think that's my surprise is they let any pass, like any pre dial shenanigans. Yeah. Like, I think my surprise is less like what's on there, and more that like, yeah, like, how did the couple that slipped through get? The, why did those get
3: the okay? I mean, spinning's a cool trip, dude. I mean, sure, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you're just gonna go for the blanket, like no pre dial nonsense then stick with that yeah yeah uh, i mean i guess
0: i guess that's something that we have to like really kind of test is that really are they going to be that um i mean uh, granted like he's an i4 and sabi is what i3 I mean what, Sabina is also are are these uh, upgrades uh, in extended or are they just banned banned?
2: Uh so I think it depends. I think there are some that are just banned banned, but um I think most of them are allowed in um extended.
0: Right. I mean to buy a spec listed here in extended. Also we are now a standard X Wing podcast. I hope everyone's on board for that. 100% on board um, for
3: that. Yep.
0: Extended just seems
3: too wild at the moment. Zach, what are your final thoughts about everything with Changing? I think... Do I have a judge on the game as it stands right now?
4: No. I'd, I'd need to get a bunch more games in to get my opinion of how I think this current iteration of the game is. Do I think they've put in a lot of really, really good bones that they can grow the game with? Yes. I think like like you said, like the fact that six months from now they can swap in a scenario and pull one out. The fact that they can just change how many, you know, upgrade points things have. They've given themselves so many more dials and levers to play with than just points costs and upgrade slots. That I think like Even if this current game is not as great as we all want it to be or it could be, they've given themselves a shot at making that game. that I don't think they had before. So I I very much like that side of it. And I'm really excited to see how the game evolves and changes moving forward. Because like. I know we've been playtesters before. I've done a lot of game dev. You can play test the crap out of stuff, but until you get it out into the wild, you really have no idea what's going on I got it out in the wild. They can watch and see kind of what changes, what's different, what's good, what's bad, what needs to be tweaked. and I don't
3: know I, I think the next couple of years are actually going to be super exciting for X-wing. I'
0: know a- take i'm hopeful i mean i know some people are like oh the game's gonna die in you know six months anyway and of course we're not trying to be naysayers or anything um but yeah i'm excited to see where it goes and and i think the one thing brent i do agree with you that i hope that don't just i feel like people are going to be quick to identify a lot of um
3: a lot of the best lists and loadouts and everything, and I, I, I'm hoping that AMG can uh,
0: figure that out quickly and, and change what they need to change without just uh, being like, all right, here you go. Uh,
3: I think overall that's my take on everything. If you were a FFG game dev that built this
0: game, how do you think they feel?
2: Hot takes! So I, I heard Max do a a, uh, a podcast or like a live stream shortly after everything came out and he seemed really excited about all of the changes uh, cool. honestly it sounded like um, they were changes that they had wanted to put in for a long time and just were not given the green light to, to do as far as like the scenarios go um, so I, I was expecting him to be a little more negative right like this is uh, you could take this as a Hey, we just think we're so much smarter than you guys. Like, so we've completely changed your game, um, type of of statement. And he he, I don't know. Max just seems to generally love X Wing, so that could also be be it. As he's just excited uh, about yeah. the game itself. Um, I don't know. I'd, I I think if it was me, I'd be a little uh, a little salty though, personally.
0: <laughs> I mean, you think they might have actually like? I wonder if AMG like got notes and stuff that they were planning on working on or if like they were just handed a blank slate
2: man i hope it's the blank slate because like one of the things i've really taken from this is like people gave amg so much crap right like they clearly don't care about x-wing meanwhile they've been working on this whole massive revamp for like the last year and 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 a half or whatever i'd be really bummed if all of it was really just ffg's work that they they put their (laughs) their their, like label on (laughs) oh yeah
0: well, I mean, like they, they, we talked, they talked about how like Second Edition was like two years in the making. Now, for like basically calling this a new Edition, I'm not saying that this is probably the first Edition, but um, I think at the same time, this is a, looks like it took a lot of
2: work to actually accomplish. Like, this feels like it it was a much bigger change than 1.0 to 2.0, right? Right. I mean, eh, yes and no. I mean, and as far as, like, I, I mean, I, it really is a third edition, right? Like, that's how you started out with right. with the podcast. It's just I think they're not calling it third edition because they don't want to have to reprint product in third edition boxes, right? So, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I feel like this was a ton of work, and they showed that they really had been working on X-Wing for a long period of time.
3: All right. Any uh, final closing shout-outs or thoughts? great uh on that note uh
0: i want to thank everyone for listening thanks uh we're we're definitely going to try to come back more regularly uh we just had some issues in the past week before so we couldn't record sooner and uh check us out on uh, facebook check us out on discord um we'll have you guys posted with any events coming up
3: soon and have a great night and thank you for listening